0: All right, we are back for another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon.
1: And I'm Aura.
0: It's funny how I just made that sound like a question. My name really is Alon. Um, it's only been about a week and a half since we last said we'd do shows every two weeks, but just trying to push it towards, you know, earlier in the week rather than Friday or Saturday night. Um, and then I think we'll have another show in, in about two weeks from now, although I might I'm, – I'm guessing that's when my baby will come, so then it could be a month. Anyway. Anyway, it's good. It's going to be back in the chair with the microphone. How have you been feeling lately, Ara?
1: Well, this week I'm feeling fantastic. Last week I had a virtual heart attack.
0: Last week? because What, what happened?
1: Because all of my uh, virtual livelihoods nearly were uh, permanently deleted. So that was a lot of fun.
0: Um. Do you? Do you mean you were going to lose data?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I should tell you a little bit more without uh, and, and stop the evasive part. <laughs> but it's it's a little traumatic, so I have trouble talking about this. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it, but I'll spend a little time talking about it. You, um, yeah, I have this adversarial relationship with Google. Okay, where I don't like them, but I like their products, but not all that much. So anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. I had a bunch of Google accounts. And I have like a myriad of accounts all in different states. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that that I don't really feel like getting into. But basically what happened was I was trying to clean up the accounts because I had all these like excess accounts. And I tried to do something to clean stuff up so that it would be easier for me to use and there's a couple of bugs. I know it's hard to believe that a Google product might have a couple bugs, but they do. And anyway, needless to say, what I was trying to do was delete uh, all of these excess zombie accounts that I had floating around. And instead, um, Google decided, oh, no, what you're actually doing, without me really being sure of what I was doing is uh, Delete everything associated with uh, everything you have, so um, for about a space of about three hours last week, basically all my Google data was gone, which meant a whole bunch of work data, a whole bunch of my whole YouTube channel actually, and um, pretty much everything that uh, it was not backed up because we have we have this um, wonderful Kind of, I don't know. Did
0: you rely on the cloud too much?
1: Well, yes, I did rely on the cloud too much. But it's funny because I was thinking about what I could have done to prevent this. Now, I've gotten most of the stuff back, which is good. Um, But it was a, a horrendous process trying to undelete things. But... Yeah, one of the things I realized is that, you know, it wasn't practical for me to have a backup of, say, my YouTube because the YouTube videos are so huge. They're like two gigs each Uh, Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, they're in like 1080p, like 60 hertz all the way that I don't even have the hard drive space for all that stuff. But, you know, that would probably be pretty cheap for me to get if I wanted to.
0: Yeah, you can get terabytes pretty cheap these days. All right, so you're get, you're good now that you're better.
1: Well, the funny thing is is that, you know, I'm just um, I'm 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 working I'm working with Afreen here from I've actually found someone to talk to about my problem and I'm trying to do what I was trying to do originally, which is like cuz you know, you know what Google does, the worst thing that they do is that they they don't let you just have like a, a YouTube you have to do all these other weird things. Many of their services require you to associate another service with the same email address in order for you to use it. By services, I mean like Google Plus or YouTube. Um, and there was like another one. What's that one called where like you're an expert and you give people advice and they give you money?
0: Um, I, I don't know.
1: Oh, OK. Well, they have one like that uh, and I forgot what it was called but this this whole this whole damn thing started that way because um i tried to sign up for it and they were like oh well you have to you know this like this currently only works if you have like these other services associated with your account so anyway that results in this whole morass of despair of complexity and um yeah so i'm back to like my data's back but i have this mess of accounts and you know i have this weird thing you're not supposed to have where Actually, have two different accounts that are associated with the same email address on YouTube, which is not supposed to be possible, and uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm going through this this special kind of hell.
0: Oh, well, it's but, interesting that but they I'm can confident do all these services a, for free, and frame. now you're dealing with their support people. Well, so <laughs> who yeah, are paid. Yes,
1: yeah, so, well, this is the irony of like a situation like this: is that um, now I'm. Right, all these services are free, and it's great that they're free and you know you can't really complain, but then, what if you get stuck in a situation where you know you have to get help and there's no way to get help?
0: Yeah, it's a pain if you pay for their business services, you know if you're a business account, then you can get help but yeah' gonna be like pretty high tier
1: yeah i guess anyway i'm I'm really confident about are's ability uh and we're gonna we're gonna talk it through and we're gonna do something that hopefully won't break everything. And um, next time we record, if I'm not crying, uh, everything will be better. So,
0: Well, I'm happy for you that you got it working a little bit better. I can tell you that I went through an experience with charter today because I was trying to help uh, my in-laws deal with something on, with their, you know, ISP service. And I'm not going to go into detail about it, but just suffice it to say, if we have any listeners that use charter as their ISP, they probably can feel my pain and what a complete mess all of their web services are, um, and how just accessing your account to do anything is such an amazing headache. Um, it didn't didn't make me feel good before we started recording. Ooh, ooh. Not at all.
1: I just remembered. Uh, here's a new kind of uh, it re- insane headache I had to deal with. So you're you're familiar with my Soviet phone, right?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I am.
1: It's it's not really Soviet. I just call it that because it's uh, it's not a smartphone. I still use what uh, I guess what the official nomenclature is uh, a feature phone. Um, yes. One of the features on this feature phone is that this is great. This is like um, man. I just can't wait to explain this. So apparently, it sequesters a portion of its memory just for text messages. Okay. And that makes perfect sense. You don't, it does need to store them somewhere. Right, but it, like, let's say you have 50 megs of memory. Uh, that's not the amount of memory you have to store text messages. It, it has this partition that is totally different. And for some reason, um, anyway, it's some unknown amount that is very small. And normally, right, you would expect that you would, like, find out get some kind of notification when you're out of memory, right? Uh,
0: yeah, no, that's that's to be expected.
1: Yeah, so the people who designed this product, they were smart enough to tell you when you're out of memory for texts and can't accept anymore. However, they were not smart enough to figure out that you probably want to know this before you actually run out of memory.
0: Yeah, that's actually a pretty common problem with services that provide storage. They won't let you know that there's a problem until there is a problem rather than warning you in advance.
1: Yeah. And and the wonderful way that they let you know there is a problem is that basically everything's fine until you get the text message that it can't store. Okay. And when this happens, what it does is it says, uh, oh, yeah, this incoming text message, let's just uh, ignore it, throw it away. It, it's just as if it never happened and instead let's tell the user that their memory is full. So last week I got a text and this was great because you know the best timing of this was that um, I went out and I, I got this phone number from a girl, right? So the next day I invited her to go out to karaoke with us um, and then this is what happened to me. So I'm like, okay, well, crap. Now if she texted me, there's no way for me to know, right? So anyway, when this error happens, you undoubtedly know – that you have gotten a text message, Which you don't and you also know that you're out of memory, but what you don't know is uh, what the text message said or who it came from. So that's yeah that fantastic that just
0: sounds like a bummer.
1: That's fantastic. So I deleted a whole bunch and the funny thing is is that um, I had that happen to me again today because I just didn't delete everything because you know I want to kind of see my history of text messages and it being a Soviet phone. Um, you know, there's a feature that says auto delete your incoming text messages. Uh, that doesn't
0: do anything when you turn that on. (laughs) No, that just doesn't, that's just not a real setting.
1: It's just, it does nothing. Um, so, so yeah, so I experienced the problem again. Uh, and then of course then I was really upset and I called customer service and, you know, that was a whole other morass that of course didn't result into anything, um, but, yeah, so if you have this phone, which I'm probably one of five u um, s citizens under the age of fifty five who have this phone,: Basically, you're resigned to have this problem like about once a year. You will just get a text message that um, you will just never get. So that's good. It's good times.
0: Well, again, I'm sorry for you i have uh I have yet another thing to complain about which I think I'm going to do. And then we can move on to cool stuff, stuff that I, is basically not a whole bunch of complaints.
1: Okay. Right before all of our, um, all of those listeners who like to write us in. And actually there was only one of them who did that, but never mind. Go ahead.
0: All right. Well, actually I'm going to, I'm going to save it for after the break. Cause we're running a little bit close. Um, in the minute that we have left, I want to point out that we got a couple of emails, one from, I think a Jeremy and another one from Carrie who I've communicated with a couple of times. Um, and actually met at e3 a few years ago i believe uh anyway just more more emails from people saying that they're uh they're happy that we do the show and continue to do the show even if we don't do it on the same ba- you know with the same frequency that we used to so i wanted to give a quick little shout to jeremy and carrie to uh, to thank them for contacting us and uh giving us that support uh we are going to go to break now and then i will tell you the last thing i have to complain about for the week and then then we can move on to the fun stuff
1: you ready for that good times even more
0: All right, good. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com.
1: And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio,
0: Complaint Edition.
1: Uh, you ready? Excuse me, Exquisite Complaint Edition.
0: <laughs> You're right, Ex- Exquisite Complaint Turbo Hyper Fighting Edition. Look, um,
1: look. A lot of people may not realize this, but not all complaints are created equal, and we have been complaining for so many years that. Uh, This is just, this is a level of complaining that you're experiencing that's um, so advanced uh, it may not be distinguishable from uh, other levels.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, what I'm about to complain about is something you've heard before, but it's gotten even better. And by better, I mean far worse. Um, So you and presumably all of our listeners um, know that I am heavily invested into this killer instinct pin ultimate edition challenge to get the pins that are provided for freebies you're still Uh, doing this huh i am i'm paying i'm keeping on it there's supposed to be a whole set of pins how long is this promo going now for
1: like four years
0: no no it's i mean it's many months and they do one challenge a month and here's the thing when we first did it there was so little information you just expect you get all these pins for doing challenges and then you find out actually you get one pin a month for a challenge and then you have to pay 15 dollars for a pin the size of like the tip of your finger uh for the other one so i've not been buying any of the ones that require purchasing but i've been completing the challenges to get all the ones that i can get for free which isn't really free you still have to pay for shipping which is the appropriate price for a pin you know three dollars um hey
1: they, they completely misjudged the amount
0: of volume of
1: pins that the amount of demand so, for
0: these pins so anyway i am i'm doing these challenges and then actually it pissed me off because a couple months ago let's see like the april challenge it wasn't even a challenge it was just go to pax east and you can get the special pin there by paying for it Lame or, challenge. yeah you could win it if you were like a select person to be in a tournament or if you beat like i think you had to beat a specific person who's probably going to be good at the game so they were giving away pins at the show or you could buy the pins of the show or buy them online. But you couldn't do it by playing the game, which is sort of how it was advertised. And this is right around the time that Killer Instinct Development was changing hands to the new company or the new develop, development That's team. That's right. So then in May, there's the May challenge, which starts so late in May that it doesn't finish until June. And I did that challenge. It was actually frustrating, but I did it. Um and involves beating Idol in Killer Instinct Classic twice. And for anyone who's played, you realize even on the easiest setting, killing Idol is it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So anyway, you have to beat him with two different people. You get the achievement for beating him with two different people. Um but it has been a, more than a month since I've done that. I've had no communication saying, Oh great, you did the challenge. You know, here's your code to get your free pin. Cause you have to put in the code at the Penny arcade website and then to make it a $0 purchase. Right. Um, so I still don't have that. I still don't know if they recognize that I did the challenge, even though I know that I did. Um, and then, I think,
1: lo- I think this may be the longest running video game related promotion ever.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, let, let I'm, me continue to bitch. All right. So, um, it's been weeks. That was the May challenge. And, Um, It was supposed to be, you know, you had until, you know, partway through June to do it. Now, the way you know to do the challenges, they don't email you. They don't give any sort of push notification to you. You have to load up Killer Instinct. You have to go into the section section. This community section called the meld, which is kind of like an Xbox One thing. Some of the games have it. So you go into the meld area, and then you look at the news, and it's not necessarily on the screen. It's not like it knows, hey, you're a penultimate edition owner, so we're going to put this news in your face. Or something like, hey, you've completed this challenge. None of that. No recognition whatsoever electronically. You have to go in, and then you have to dig in through the, all of the old news posts that they've made, because it's like, it's like a blog, basically. So it lists a bunch of things. Which are all like, you know, here's the new stuff on the new character that we're going to be releasing in season two. And here's a video you might want to watch. And here's a new character that's free this week. Stuff like that, right? So it's valid news. But you go down into this history of news. And I checked it a couple weeks ago. There was nothing about the, challenge, the June challenge after May. Um, nothing at all. And I went and checked again. What's today? The... The 8th? Yeah. Today, so today's the 8th. I went and checked again two days ago, and there was nothing. So I was like, screw this. I'm going to check the web. So I just search the web. Who knows what to search for, right? First, I go to the Double Helix forums, and it's not on Double Helix because they don't make the game anymore. Their forums are completely down, by the way. So then I just search, and I find on forums.xbox.com, there is a post saying, oh, here's the June challenge. And because it started so late, you have until July 7th. Now, it's July 6th that I read this. <laughs> it is not in the game at all. There is no official communication, no email, no in-game communication. I have to search the web in order to find something out about a game that's for Xbox One. Um, And so I find this challenge. It's actually, luckily, it was easy to do. Um, But it also references, like, like, you know how achievements all have names? Yeah. So they all have some, usually cheesy, tongue-in-cheek names. Um, there Now there's achievements and challenges. Like challenges give you killer points, which you can use to buy stuff in the virtual store in the game, like to unlock artwork or new stages, stuff like that. So there's these challenges that happen, and every week there's a new challenge, and then like every couple of days there's a new ch- whatever. Or no, there's like one that's a monthly challenge and one that's a weekly challenge, and they're harder challenges. So this would probably qualify as one of those. And it has a name. It's called Come At Me. So I look, I'm like, maybe I can at least find this challenge so that I'll know if I did it, like how far I've done it. Because you, you have to do 50 combo breakers, which takes a while, right? And usually it's like, oh, you've done 17 of the 50, or whatever. Um, the reference to this challenge is nowhere in the game. It doesn't exist. Um, The only way that I know this challenge even exists is because of this forum post. And then I go in the game. and I'm like, well, how do I know if I've done the 50 combo breakers or not? Right? Like, I don't know when it's done. It does count how many you've done, but that's from the beginning of time, not from the beginning of this challenge period. So I don't know. So like I find this guy, Mike Robles, Um, I find him on Twitter and I communicate with him because he's like the guy that communicates on behalf of, you know, he's the community manager guy for Xbox, I guess and he does not respond to me. It's been several days. Well, it's been since, you know, those 2 days. Um and I only had one day to do it. So anyway, I did it. I fulfilled the challenge like that day. Um but I don't know. There's there's no communication. So I go into the forum and I post in the forum too. I was like, "Hey, this has been some pretty bad communication. Like maybe we'll get some more information in the game from now on, anything." And then it's just everyone in this forum. There aren't a lot of people active in it, but Another guy's like, yeah, this pin stuff has just gone down the tubes ever since the original guy left, you know, from Double Helix. It's like they don't even care about the pins. They just are legally bound to do something. Like, it's—anyway, it's just gotten worse and worse how long, and worse.
1: How, much, how many more of these events are there supposed to be with this promotion? Uh,
0: I mean, it should be near the end. I've only acquired, I think, three pins so far, and there's supposed to be, like, seven that you can get. Make that six because there's the one from PAX that I couldn't get. So I should get the one from May, which would be four pins. I should get the one that I just finished, which would be five pins. So I guess there's two more left. If my count is right, it might be off by one. Um, but, but yeah, there's I gotta, not doing a good job.
1: I got to say, well, I mean, they weren't doing a, job from, a good job from the beginning. But I got to say... I mean, who who thought that this could have even been properly executed, just to, because of its the sheer length of it?
0: Yeah, it, no, that's that's a good point, right? Like, they think, oh, this will be a good way to promote the game when the system comes out because it's a you know it's a release game, but seven months down the road, or however long it's been at this point, nine months down the road, you know, they shouldn't they shouldn't have done this. They should have been more organized, and I think everybody probably knew that, but they were probably focused on making the game. Well, and. They they what bugs me is they could have had the infrastructure to do it. It could be built in. Hey, you're a pin, you're a pin user. Great. Then you should know what the challenges are, and we'll yeah, tell but you, if you know you're what? Finished. They wouldn't have they wouldn't
1: have made alpha if they had to implement that. So you know that was. This it sounds like it was probably you know somebody's idea, right? And they were like, okay, well we can't support it officially, you know, because that would take time out of dev time. But like you know, we can do it in this way or that way. But the the thing that gets me is that you know. Every – okay, so how many – do you have any idea of like how many events total there were supposed to be in this promotion? Like, I believe like, there are
0: six so – I think there are 16 total pins and you got 16. two of them when you bought it. Okay, so two, like – So 14 pins have to be acquired afterwards. So once that's a broken month in th-
1: for 14 months? No, no, no.
0: Remember, the- so you do a challenge and then you pay for the other one. So every month there's supposed to be two pins released and one of them is a challenge pin.
1: Okay, so seven. So basically, seven challenges, like one every month
0: afterward. Seven months.
1: Okay, so here's what I'm getting at. Every time there's a structure like this, you know, where you have. You ever heard? I mean, you've heard of it. Maybe some of our listeners haven't. You know, it's like a marketing funnel, right? So every. Because you have. You're you're taking a mass of people and you're guiding them through these events where uh, the. I guess it's not strictly speaking prerequisite in terms of like you had to do the previous one to do the next one. But generally speaking, right, with each one of these events, you're going to have more and more people dropping out. So you have like – you can kind of follow a mass of people through each of the events where the group that are still active and contributing and playing – Uh, diminishes with each step just because of the virtue of what it is, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, you could have people buying more copies of the game and then being introduced to the program afterwards. Yeah, I guess that's not
1: really happening. But yeah, I mean, in effect, right, it's like with each one of these events, you're pretty sure that there's going to be less people doing it. And I'm pretty convinced that like now where you are, there's probably only like three other people that are probably doing the same thing that you're trying to do.
0: Yeah, I bet that it is under 100 people. Which, you know, for a game that's reached tens of thousands of people.
1: Yeah, you know. I bet it's under four.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, there's there's more people in the forums doing dealing with the pins, but not, not large numbers by any means. And their communication from the very first month was miserable. Like, just how do you even do it? I mean, yeah. even just... Just figuring out how to get the Killer Instinct Classic game, which is like a totally separate application on the Xbox One. Just figuring out how to get that.
1: You didn't, when... ha- you didn't have any honest like expectation that this would have been done properly, did you? I hope not.
0: <sighs> I thought at least it would be executed. Yeah, right? At well... least it'd be some reference. Anyway, we, we blew our time. This It's break time again. Thank you for listening, everybody, to my giant bitch fest. I promise I'm at least done with my part. Um so we'll we'll be back.
1: News next segment. We'll
0: be back, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game
1: Radio. It's a number one. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're back, and I am officially done talking about Killer Instinct. I promise. At least, at least for today's episode, there will surely be follow-up, but but no more today. Wait. So, um, I know you've got a couple things. I got a couple things. Where Where do you want to start?
1: Uh, well, I promised news, so uh, why don't we go through a couple of news bits I got here?
0: Okay, let's do it. Uh,
1: so let's see. Hmm. There was a story today about how GameStop – I don't know. They said something publicly somehow about they are researching or looking into or considering partnering with publishers to, I guess, have special GameStop versions of games that will have content that no other reseller will have. Yeah, so –
0: have you read more than just the article you sent over to me? Nope. Okay. So I want to I wanna make sure we're not jumping to any conclusions here. The article certainly does. But what it really says is that some guy named Colin Sebastian, who works at an investment firm, discussed GameStop Future with them. And then he told investors, separate to that discussion, he told investors that GameStop, quote, Indicated that software publishers are more enthusiastic about partnering with it, meaning gamestop. so partnering with it, but it the, the from the quote side of things, it mentions nothing about how those partnerships would would take uh, take form um, except there's another quote that says future models like business models may include gamestop offering exclusive exclusive gameplay, which like doesn't that already happen to some extent?
1: Well, it's funny because everyone's talking about it uh, like this has never been done before. And I'm reminded of when Blockbuster used to exist that way back in the day there there were actually a few games that you could only get at Blockbuster actually or even could only rent at Blockbuster. I seem to remember – remember Final Fight? I do. I think there was like a variation called Final Fight Guy and and this is the part where I'm making up details that may or may not be true.
0: There certainly was a game called Final Fight Guy. Yeah,
1: and I think that it was like that was a exclusive type thing like you could you could not buy it but you could only rent it at Blockbuster and there were every once in a while they did they did something like that where it was like yeah, you could like, Blockbuster was the only place where you could get a certain uh, version of a game that had extra stuff or something different about it and stuff like that. So it's not totally novel, but going back to what you were saying, you're totally right that, um, you know, maybe this is another example of the media outlets uh, making up details that uh, may not exist yet.
0: Yeah, it's, I guess there's, there's more quote that says Sebastian clarified to games beat some other, you know, game journalist people, that the retailer would be getting involved at the time of game development where there could be some content exclusive to the retailer included in the game. Oh, yeah. So
1: so, so you know that the devs and the publishers, if they ever do something like this, they're going to try and do this in a as separate, non-interdependent way as possible, however uh, otherwise it sounds, like you quoted.
0: Yeah, like so the thing, they've already done stuff like this, like when you get the game, you get a code to unlock whatever character, but then usually after some amount of time you can you can buy that character through you know whatever marketplace exists maybe after some exclusive period so maybe what they're talking about is just making something that's truly exclusive as opposed to something that is later unlockable through other means yeah i have a hard time
1: um, believing that they'll do anything uh strictly exclusive in other words like not ever becoming available otherwise later on because they're I mean, it's just because just cause it costs so much to develop something. Like, GameStop has really got to chip in a whole lot of extra money if they want to buy something that would be permanently exclusive. Because otherwise, yeah. it's it's just so much value to develop that content for the developer otherwise.
0: Well, and that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, if there, if it would happen, it would be something cheesy. Like, uh, the, the most... The most I could see it being is an alternate costume for a character, right? Like, you get the GameStop version costume. That's around what I would expect. Yeah. And they've done stuff like this before. In fact, I can't remember the exact game. I think it was Burnout. Yeah, because my friend Dave, who we've had on the show before, he's the guy who works at EA. Um, He used to work on the Burnout games, and he would talk to retailers and, like, you had to actually go into the retailer and like put your memory card in the demo system and then download a special like Best Buy car or the special GameStop car and um that way you'd have to visit all these different retailers in order to get like every car in the game. So there was, you know, uh retailer exclusive content um that I don't believe was unlockable in any other way. I think it was truly exclusive. You could only do it by visiting those retailers, but it was you know, it didn't affect the gameplay. Yeah, I bet was, it was the
1: same as another car functionally, but they just reskinned it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was just a paint job, yeah. um, a virtual paint job for these cars.
1: Um, Which is funny because doing that for people who can figure that out uh, basically just takes almost all the value out of new content.
0: You think so? Yeah. Why?
1: Well, I mean, if there's nothing functionally new about it, what's the point in having it? Uh, well, you
0: yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's only visual. But I, mean, I I think that was a great idea. I mean, it's a great marketing ploy to get people into those places and, and because then it gets Best Buy to advertise it. Hey, come to us. Get the exclusive car, you know, that you can't get anywhere else. Um, that, by the way, advertises our store in the game. Yeah, um, I,
1: I wonder what would happen, though, when if they did something like that and the exclusive thing really was something good. You know, like, well, that, oh. that's
0: where, like you said, they'd probably have to pay for it. Like if it was extra levels or something, or characters that are truly a different character in some sort of game that characters matter in.
1: Yeah, but now, now I'm not talking. I'm not talking about um, like something that would take a lot of development time to make. I'm just talking about like, like suppose it was a car, right? Well, what if that car just had incredible handling? It was just like that's the car everyone wanted. Um, Normally, what's happened in game development this whole time is that game developers are usually very careful to balance or to insist on balance so that um, such things don't happen even in uh, promotional types of activities. But, uh, you know, part of me likes to see the aftermath of disasters. So I think it would be uh, some variety of disaster and I'm curious to experience just what kind of disaster that would be if they ever did something like that
0: yeah i mean it's basically the equivalent of or analogous to offering a game at one store like hey walmart we're gonna sell this game to you and not anybody else yeah, yeah. right it doesn't mean it won't end up in the used market and some other people won't play it but basically they have this exclusivity to it but eventually that changes or it's because that content is not that interesting um and they're There were games like that in the past. I can't remember which ones, but I know that there have been games that have been only available in certain places. Um, But it's never stuff that really – it's not like a special version of Halo, right? Uh, Yeah, it's it's never been
1: enough to make a huge difference. And, yeah, I wonder.
0: Yeah, and so if GameStop tries to do this on a wider scale, it could bring more people to their store, but – um, I wonder really how big a deal it would be because they 're not the biggest retailer you know yeah. Walmart is, and they 're not doing this yep. so anyway, anyway, um I want to tell you about as well I want to tell you a story about what I did this week um, in denver is now is now a good time
1: now is a wonderful time
0: okay, well, I encourage people if they 're curious it 's not it 's not really a big deal but uh, go to oh, heck yeah, dot com, which is spelled O-H, like O, heck, H-E-C-K, yeah, Y-E-A-H. Oh, heck, so yeah.
1: Two, so two H's after the O?
0: Yes. Or is so it going to be
1: like direct V?
0: <laughs> two letters, four letters, four letters. Anyway, go to oh, yeah, dot com. Apparently, some guy got the idea that he wanted to do like an interactive sort of – artsy game-like collaborative you know experience in downtown denver so there's this this area of downtown denver that for some reason i picture to be like manhattan like an actual island but it is by no means an actual island um but it is it is downtown and it's clearly separated from the rest of it just by roadways and the way that it's situated um and there's one street called i think like champa or something and so on champa at the intersections of 14th, 15th and 16th street or avenue or whatever there is uh, there's a connect set up and this is only on like certain days at certain times like Thursday and Saturdays for 4 hours or something um, you go down there and they have volunteers like standing in certain area to get people to play and there's a connect hooked up to a mac and that mac is then hooked up to giant video billboards uh on the the corners like attached to these buildings you know hey, which would yeah. normally be advertising something um but they're you know full i don't know if they're hd but they're you know very very big and you can play video games on them because they're fast enough refresh rate and all that in full color
1: and the whole city can watch you play
0: pretty much so we went down there on saturday um my friends you know a couple friends and and i and uh we played these these games, and it's games that this guy built specifically for the Connect for this event, right? So in Denver, there's this like giant blue bear peeking into one of the buildings in downtown Denver. I'm sure there's more to know. If I were a Denver native, I would know more about this. But for whatever reason, there's like a 50 foot tall blue bear, like right up against a building, like he's peeking into it. It's not a real and bear, s- fake bear. You mean not not a real bear, but a giant like what would normally be a brown bear, except he's blue. And uh so anyway you play the connect and one character is the bear and one character is like an opponent like squirrel in a spaceship or something I, nobody knows That would have anyway, been my first guess. Yeah, it's a ve- yeah, right? It's a very simple game where if you move towards the connect camera you move up a lane in traffic cuz the idea is that the the bear is walking on the road towards the building. Wait, that, is it you know
1: are you accidentally moving into traffic while playing this game?
0: You're avoiding traffic. So as you move towards the connect, you change to like the top lane or the middle lane or the bottom lane of traffic. Oh, okay, so wait. You're, tra- you're talking
1: about the virtual traffic on the screen, the not the yes. real traffic behind you on the street.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Okay. Correct. Okay
0: yeah so i actually want to talk about these in a little bit more detail just because it's interesting and fun um but we're going to break so i'm going to pick it up in just a minute tell you about it and and you know how i felt the whole about the whole experience so we'll be back in a minute.
1: we're back once again. You're still listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio.
0: And I'm going to finish up, hopefully this won't take the whole whole time. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm yeah, hey, I'd process- rather listen
1: to you talk about this than those flipping badges, but I guess you feel the same <laughs> yeah. way about when I talk about Grand Turismo.
0: That's true. It's true. So um, right now my phone is in the process of uploading a video to Facebook, a video of me playing this very game, Blue Bears Hood Slam. So you can, uh, you can take a look on our Facebook page if you want to do that, uh, slash Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Anyway, so to explain this simply – You're walking down a street as the blue bear. There's a guy dropping a bunch of stuff in your way. There's three lanes of traffic. And as you walk towards the connect or away from the connect, you go up or down in the lanes of traffic. Um, Although they give you way too much health. So there's an easy exploit to get a bunch of, you know, to basically win the game and get lots of coins. Um, So I got a lot and got, you know, the high score that they had seen, which is very close to the highest possible score. Anyway, uh, it was fun. And the point is that, There were people, not necessarily people who even knew each other, getting together to play multiplayer games live in the streets, even if they had to look up really high. Um, And that was awesome. Now, this particular game, you played on the same physical corner as the video screen, like the southwest corner of the street or something. But when you walk up a block at the next one, you're actually playing from across the street. So it wasn't so hard to look. Um, Anyway, so this first game, as I just described, it was... Um, antagonistic where one player is trying to score while the other player is trying to ruin the first player's success, basically kill him and, and make him uh, hit a game over instead of getting to the building.
1: They better be, uh, they're showing a the score while on this big screen, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank goodness.
0: So then uh, a block up, you play a different game and this one's competitive, but it's not, it's not like I'm trying to beat you down. It's just, we're both doing the same thing and getting a score. And then who hopefully, you know, one person beats the other if there's not a tie. So this game is just another, it's a, one of those simple games where stuff drops from the sky and you have to catch it. And so you're moving side to side in front of the connect to move your character. Unfortunately, there was a ton of lag. And considering the fact that you can't presume the lighting conditions when you're playing outdoors in a city, I bet the developer had to make some concessions about, you know, how to see the the people in the game and make it always work and it did always work so that i'll give it credit for it's just that when it worked it was always laggy uh, and unfortunately we didn't get to talk to the developer um he was around but we didn't get to talk to him we were in a bit of a hurry so we couldn't stay forever um, but that second game was fun and it was the one i was worst at all my friends did better than me um and then the next and last one up on 16th street was a completely collaborative game for four people so you all have to work together in order to succeed um, in the challenge which is basically like they they have this paint on the ground or tape to show you where to stand so that you know people get in the view of the camera Um, and in this this collaborative game it's four people that are all are moving um, forward or or backwards away from the connect and so as you move forward of course it's it's like in a cone you know you're moving closer to the center of the camera and then you're moving further away at like an angle. So if you're up front, everybody's squeezed together really close and then they pull back and they're separated more. Anyway, um you all have to get at the same position so that something lines up and you know then you win. And you can see more about it on the website at ohekiya.com. But um anyway, like I said, it was just awesome, like a street game that someone somehow got a grant written to do. <laughs> and put it out on the streets and so i wanted to thank whoever it is that made it i don't remember their names uh and tell people that they should go research it and i don't know if he plans to bring it to other cities or anything like that but um feel free to contact him and show your support or check out whatever youtube videos exist check out our video on the facebook page um yeah look the upload's done so you can go view it now if you want yeah anyway. that's
1: that's fantastic i would have yeah. i would have imagined that something like this would have happened here except uh Except that it's basically toxic to be outside right now. So
0: Yeah, not not right now. But in four months maybe they could do it. Um it was really cool. It was cool.
1: Alright, so what what else we got? Alright. Um I got a couple of little snippets and then uh we'll see how far this carries us. So have you heard about the, the Fox News Bioshock logo thingy that came up recently?
0: You know I didn't investigate it. I saw some sort of headline. I think maybe I looked at the picture, but i didn't I didn't figure out what it was really all about,
1: yeah, so this is funny. basically what happened is you know um, on Fox News and other news channels whenever they have some kind of story or segment, somebody has to make graphics to make a logo type for whatever that segment is. so they had a segment called Defending the Homeland right and the Because, you know, these things are made by humans and not robots, Uh, whoever was their their graphic artist to make those graphics decided to basically co-opt the Bioshock logo so that instead of – you know how the Bioshock logo is? It's got that, like, shield. I guess that's the official term. And then it says, like, Bioshock and it's got, like, stars under it. I don't know for which one. I haven't been keeping track of that. Are we
0: talking about, like, the box art or just the logo? No,
1: just the logo. Just the logo.
0: Okay. So anyway,
1: you know, they basically took that design and instead of it saying Bioshock, right, there was other lettering that said Defending and it had the same like shape, shield, same style with the stars and, you know, the homeland under it. And I I thought it was kind of funny because the way that it's being thrown around is like – the way it's being discussed, it's like – Somehow Fox News officially decided to copy this. That's the impression I got from the way people are talking about it. But I'm just thinking, come on. It really just seems to me like they have some kind of junior graphic artist in there and junior graphic artist wants to go to dinner tonight, doesn't want to spend too long doing their work. So, hey, I'm just going to use this logo from somewhere else as a basis for the graphic art I'm making and cut a few corners and not tell anyone probably. And, um, you know, of course, I don't think Ken Levine is going to be suing, uh, for any kind of infringement because that's so just not I, worth it. But
0: I don't, I bet it was more like he wanted to pay an homage to the game. He probably See? played it and was just like, where can I find a way to fit this in? Cause it would be hilarious.
1: Yeah. I guess it could go either way. It's hard to say because some people are saying that it was on purpose Uh, because of all the irony factor about what this topic of Bioshock is and all of these uh, political things that are happening. And you know what? That's plausible. That could very well be the case. But in response to that, I also say never underestimate the ability for people to slack off when given the opportunity.
0: That's true. It's true. I still I still think it was intentional. Um, Whether or not he thought so much about the subtext, I don't I don't know. Well, that's the thing,
1: right? It's like, uh, you know, know, I don't know what the saying goes, right? But it's like it's always better if you're going to assume something to assume that less thought was put into it rather than assuming more thought was put into it because that usually tends to be the case, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay. So is this where I talk about the uh, the cool battery powered headset, or or do we have something else? Yes,
1: yeah. Are you are you talking about the cardboard thing?
0: No. Okay. Well
1: then, uh, ignore I said that. And uh, <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: The the nine volt thing from Radiolab.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that because we only got half a segment left.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I don't know that we have enough time, but maybe I can. Maybe we can extend the show a little bit if we want to. Um, so. I want to encourage everyone to yeah, listen let's, to. Let's just keep
1: going until we run out of semi-useful things to
0: say. Okay, yeah. So let's not worry about the end of the show. So Radio Lab is a podcast and radio show, um, and you should listen to it. Specifically, you should listen to what I believe is the most recent episode. Yeah. If it's not the most recent, it's very recent, and the title is something along the lines of nine volt something. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's you'll, how I. Find you'll find it. it. Yeah. Um, so search radio nine volt, or just go to their Radiolab.org website. So it's fantastic. I actually debated whether or not I should just play like five minutes of their show on our show, but that would just not be cool. You know, from one podcast producer to another, I didn't want to do that, but you really should go listen to it. Um, feel free to pause the show, go listen to that and then come back to ours. Um, but it has a, first of all, it has a lot of video game references in it, but the entire premise of this thing that they talk about which we will now talk about is super applicable to gaming and that's demonstrated by the fact that the person in the story was basically playing a video game so here's the situation some reporter from npr or something found out that like some guy built some sort of weird headset contraption i haven't even gone online to their website to see a picture of this thing yet but um i guess you can also find it on youtube find stuff on youtube about it but yeah and also some head-
1: only requires easily purchasable materials to make yourself
0: yeah for like 20 bucks you can make this headset thing that that just pushes electricity into your head from like a nine volt battery um and when using it you basically become awesome that's that's what happens, so this this girl finds out about this. She flies out to wherever this is happening, and she goes to like some special military training area. you know what where... else
1: makes me become awesome what crack rock cocaine?
0: yeah, that too that would probably do it. maybe some meth um so she goes out to some special military training area where they have one of these like super funky video game areas. Like a full three hundred and sixty screen and like real weapons with like kickback from CO two cartridges and like it's a very realistic training environment. Um I don't know what game they use or if it's a special yeah. Game it sound, sounds like they what.
1: they implemented their own game for this
0: application. Yeah, but like, do you remember the game? The game called the Army game, and that was actually built for the Army, America's Army. You mean? Was it maybe it was America's Army? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like uh, they. They probably have someone building special software for them that is, in this case, private as opposed to going public afterwards. Yep. Um, So this girl goes out there. She she tries this, um, like, some practice stuff. Then it ramps up to a hard setting. And, like, all these people are coming out. She has to kill terrorists and not kill innocents and all that. And she does a really poor job. Yeah, she got, like, like, a, really bad. like,
1: a 3 out of 20 or something.
0: Yeah, very, very, very poor score. And then they put this headset thing on her. Um, like we said, this cheap little thing that they're testing with, and they turn it on again, and instead of, like, she explains, I'm, I'm going to try to just leave the suspense out of it, she explains that, like, she thought it was 20 minutes, or she, rather, she thought it was 3 minutes, it really was 20 minutes, she hit every single target, she did. She thought that they had put it on an easy setting, and they're like, nope, it was the same really difficult setting. Um, yeah, she got, so she, basically, she got 20 out of 20. Yeah, she turned into a killing machine, and and they specifically refer to the flow state, which you have talked about several times on the show before. Yep. Um, so this this thing, like, puts you into a flow state, at least if applied properly, um, and makes you awesome. And so I immediately thought I should make one of these and play Titanfall mm-hmm. um, because I would be better at Titanfall.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm actually uh, scared to death of this. I'm, I... I'm glad you're going to be your own guinea pig so you can report, but... I don't want to have anything to do with this.
0: So my wife, especially because we're about to have a baby, is super paranoid about, about <laughs> me doing basically anything. Well, wait a minute. And what so, does it
1: have to do with you, though? I mean, like, if you're well, pointing it at the at her belly, like, that would be one thing.
0: No, but she doesn't want me to do anything crazy. So, like, like she doesn't want me running the Tough mutter because there's electricity in it. You know oh, know? yeah. If I have some sort of aneurysm or weird heart defect, it could, like, make me die. She wants Daddy to, to be around – yeah, exactly. So, I basically have not had her listen to this podcast because one day I'll be like, "Hey, I've got some time." I'm, this will actually never happen. But I was like, "I've got some time. Let's go build one of those things and play a video game or just go do anything." Um but I guess there's actually people on YouTube like building these things and telling other people how to build them, and then some people are going so far as to just test putting it in different spots and like one guy gives them headaches or like makes him really aggressive and angry and other other ways he puts it on like it makes him really happy or i guess it can also help you like learn language better or I, i'm i'm fascinated by this idea especially the application to video games and then i think you know there's all these all these players who are like winning money playing in serious tournaments and things um and in fact there was just this really big one from was it Riot Games they they put on one for League of Legends or was it something else It doesn't matter. Um, We all know there's big tournaments with big money. And, you know, I don't think there's a rule that says you can't wear one of these headsets and just be awesome. Well,
1: I think that's going to be an example of like there isn't the rule until somebody actually does it in a competitive setting and then it will be banned.
0: Yeah, I just I would love to try it. I would love to see if I'm if it works and if I'm suddenly better, because let me tell you, I am bad at that game. Yeah. Well, really bad.
1: I am I'm very skeptical. I believe that whatever it's doing, whatever the effects are that people are talking about, I believe that those effects are real. But I have a very strong suspicion that there may be side effects that we don't know about. Then I don't want to be that guinea pig to find out what those side
0: effects yeah. are. Oh oh one of the best parts. So this whole thing sounds like video game stuff. And then at the end, they start talking about the side effects, right? And it's funny because this this talks about how, you know, she found herself later in the week, like, wishing she could do it again. She's like, it's like this really cool thing, like this thing to make you better, but, like, non-addictive. And I'm like, well, if you're talking about wanting to do it again, it's kind of addictive, um, and she also said well, there's
1: different senses of addiction, right? Also,
0: and then she also was talking about how like, there are some lasting effects even after you're not wearing it anymore. It's like when I was driving home or driving back to the airport or whatever it is she was doing, she's like, I felt like I was in Mario Kart <laughs> and I don't know why, uh, Mario Kart yeah, I don't know if mind. that's
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's directly because of it, because I, I feel that way and I haven't tried this yet. So when I'm driving, which I probably shouldn't be feeling that way.
0: But so you mean like after you play Gran Turismo, you feel like you're still playing Grand Turismo even though it's in real life?
1: Um well, I mean, I'm not going to put it like quite that uh solidly. I mean, I know I'm in real life, but I do have to, especially if it's if I've recently, you know, had a long session of gameplay, I do have to remind myself that i'm in the real world and not the virtual yeah
0: no it happened to me after playing grand theft auto once and i don't play grand theft auto very much but like you're driving around with wild abandon and then you're like driving a real car and you're like oh oh wait a minute i gotta take my foot off that gas pedal i'm not supposed to be going 90 in this residential area um yeah so that definitely happens and so i i agree with you i don't know if i would attribute it just to the helmet. but
1: yeah, but, but besides what they were talking about on the show, and this is the thing, right? Like, they don't know what happens if you keep doing this for a long time, and that's the kind of side effects that I'm talking about. And, and the reason why I'm really concerned is that if you think about any everything that we know about that you could do to your body that makes you significantly better at something in such a marked way there's usually a catch to it, you know. And it makes sense because your I mean your body is a biological thing, right? It's a physical, mechanical, biological thing. And so if you're making certain processes go faster than they normally do, it's it's just very hard to believe that there isn't a bad side effect to pushing that edge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean because because it is that way with every other aspect, you know. Like you, you keep eating, eating drinking energy drinks, right? Energy drinks have things in it that actually push your besides just the caffeine, the taurine too, right? It push your heart to work faster than it wants to or it would otherwise. And you know what's happening? Oh, well, you know, people who drink energy drinks all the time, uh, not all of them, but there's a certain set of population that it becomes susceptible, susceptible to heart problems
0: after that. And that's very scary. Yeah, I mean, putting putting electricity into your brain without even really targeting it very well and just doing it a lot, I'm I'm not opposed to the idea that it could mess you up for real, but it's uh, it still sounds really awesome, and I totally want to try it.
1: Hey, you know, maybe we have some listeners who are uh, already trying this. What do we know? Oh, that's
0: totally possible. Yeah, no, if anybody's done this, tell me about it. I want to hear about your experience and if you made youtube videos i will go watch them i haven't started hunting youtube for this yet but i guess it's all over the place they were playing clips on the podcast the radio lab podcast they were playing clips from people who talk about this stuff on youtube so um people are doing this presumably people who are very stupid and still able to build this thing uh and and use it effectively so i i didn't hear about anybody playing video games while doing it but that's what i would love to see um it would be it'd be awesome and then i mean what other applications are there outside of video games too like just playing normal sports or doing anything um could be could be pretty awesome um but yeah especially what there are there tournaments you can compete in video game tournaments you can compete in from your house
1: a uh, good question
0: i mean like there's the the racing thing that you did through gran turismo where like if you're one of yeah, the top players true. you get to go that's do the true. thing and
1: yeah i mean i could have done that who knows? Maybe I would have been much better. Yeah, you know. I mean, I could have taken you know about five point seven years off my lifespan, but I mean that would be totally <laughs> worth it. I'll make that trade. And I
0: wonder if there's implications to making you better at poker. Like maybe you can focus more.
1: That was exactly the other one I was talk- I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, if it it seems to just basically just increase your cognitive capacity. That's my impression. Yeah. So you could probably you know do more poker matches at the same time or for any given set of poker rounds you're doing, you could probably think through them a lot faster and a lot more accurately.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I want people to tell me if they have done this or if you haven't done it and you want to do it without blaming me for anything that might happen to you. um, Feel free to do that and then tell me about it.
1: Yeah. Is this the part where we say that we're not liable if you destroy your brain slash body by doing this?
0: Yeah, I think we should mention that.
1: Yeah. So there. Yeah.
0: And if you want to research it, first of all, again, listen to the podcast from Radiolab. But I think it's called like TDCS, but I don't remember them ever saying what that was. I'm guessing it's like transdermal cranial stimulation. That, is a-
1: that sounds like a good acronym to me. Right?
0: It's totally a guess. But um, yeah, it's TDCS, like transdermal cranial stimulation or something completely different. Uh, yeah. All right. So with that, I'm ready to end the show. And thank you, Ara, for humoring me through those extra minutes of discussion of brain helmets. Um, yeah. So hey, this is like
1: this is like uh, you know, when the magazine starts going bi-monthly instead of monthly and uh, you know, they say it's a giant big issue. So yeah. you just got a giant big issue of podcast.
0: Uh, speaking of which, we are tentatively scheduled to come back in 2 weeks. However, that is the exact day I expect, uh, my wife to go into labor the 22nd. Statistically speaking, well, well, that is,
1: why don't, why don't you know. we do the day before then? Um, because you know, cause things will happen exactly according to plan. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure it will happen on whatever day we have scheduled. So, um, we can just plan for two weeks, two weeks ish. And, uh, if nothing happens in two weeks, then forgive me and feel free to post on the Facebooks or whatever. Um, and and I'll try to keep in touch that way to let you guys know what's going on um, but it could take a while so anyway
1: I'll, I'll talk to God I'll try to arrange it so that we'll do a show right before the baby happens that's good
0: that's good stick it out build some brain helmets let me know how it goes and we'll be back uh, sometime later this month and uh, yeah so you guys have a great week and well month we'll talk to you later
1: good night everybody
0: You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info in the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember all your base are belong to us.